0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it.
0: Go to Bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: Hello, is this thing on? 10, ten, 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 nine, ten nine, 9, 8, eight, eight 7, eight, eight, seven, seven six, six, 6, 6, 5, 5, five, five, five 4, four four, three
0: three, three,
1: two
0: two two, one one it's look sports media and it's time for a breakdown
2: i love that baseline it's great
3: (laughs) i was just gonna say after the events of uh well just generally i feel like we might actually have a breakdown
2: yeah I it could be the day's breakdown just the of, of, of day
3: couldn't
4: it i think this is yeah. my third breakdown of the day to be fair
3: <laughs> i'm look, on four I so i win <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know what anyone's talking about what have we got to break down about
3: nothing nothing um... at all
2: Nothing at all. No, it's
3: all good. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. Nothing going Just a on. Just no-
2: a, a normal day, league too. Just a normal day. Look, sports media.
3: It's <laughs> good. It is, so- and we've got there's a whole a whole plethora of games on Saturday to talk about. We're done with the FA Cup. Back to oh. League Two action. <sighs>
2: yeah. Back to League action. Back to things that we like. Bad- of my my dream. Of-
4: my dream of watching Latix in the in Europe got distinguished after 90 minutes, so
3: yeah. Oh I'm sorry. Um I'm
2: gutted. Such a shame. That is such who, a shame.
3: Who did you lose to, Aaron? Newport. Uh oh yeah, I did know that.
2: That's why I know, said we were in Europe. Mine was over in the qualifiers. Oh, yeah. Um we get knocked out by Chester.
4: We nearly got knocked out by Chester last year over two legs. We beat them on penalties and our fans went mental. Like, they just won they we the FA they Chester- lot.
3: We played Chester pre-season and it was that uh, Sars goal that was, like, the best goal of the season already in pre-season oh, no. against Chester.
4: Right, so this is a question. Can it count as a goal of the season if it's in pre Does that
3: count? That was report. the question, and the kind of general consensus was no, it probably shouldn't.
2: Nah, I wouldn't say a goal of the season can count for preseason at all,
4: unless like, somebody like Scorpion kicks it in from like 45 yards.
1: That's
2: that, yeah. that is true. So, for those that are listening on Spotify later on that aren't on YouTube tonight on Breakdown, we have me, Grant, we have Hannah. Oh, yeah. at Anna's on that side. i this way. I get, I get mixed up because the switched camera thing. Apart from here, down here we have Aaron as well. Oh. He's, down, he's down below me. Going to address the elephant in the room straight away. Comment that we've got. Where's the chicken? Liam's not allowed on tonight. <laughs> 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 We're just not allowing Liam on tonight because he will say things that will get him in trouble. So we'll and
4: get us in tr- trouble as an organisation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So.
2: Hello, um, everyone. So, hello. I, I, what, are we, what are we going to talk about tonight? We've not really got a massive agenda. We can talk about the weekend's games coming up. Yeah. Aaron, you said something before we just cut off to, to come in here about I'm um, talking about f- the best chance that you've heard. Yeah, so like the, the funniest
4: chance probably. we've heard at EFL games.
2: I think that's a good one. So if anyone's got any chance that they've heard in EFL games that you want to just go through... Fire them in the comments or situations where it's happened. Just fire them in the comments, and um, we can talk about them. And if anyone's got anything they want to bring up and discuss about the weekend coming up, or just anything that's that's going on, let's go. I, mean,
4: for it. Not, let's I, talk. I know we've done a lot of coverage on it, but is it worth mentioning how we think um, certain Graham uh, Alexander will get on in
3: his in, in his first game as Bradford? Yeah, mm. that feels like it was ages ago now. I know it was, a, was it Sunday he was appointed. It was announced Sunday yeah. night. Wasn't it? No, on Monday. Monday, Monday yeah. yeah. Joe, I feel
2: like there's been a whole week of games I since know. he was announced. Yeah? It's Yeah, it's been... Because you, oh, you spoke about it on the, the podcast on Monday. I just feel, because I was doing the National League one, I was like, jeez, I, I, it feels like it's been longer than
3: that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. That feels like last week. I was about to say, no, no, they played whoever. And yeah, so they'll be looking for a new manager bounce against Barrow.
2: Third
4: new manager bounce of the
2: season. Do you know what? It's a tough, it's a tough first game to come up against Barrow, I think. I always think they're yeah. a very well organized team. And it's at
0: home, it is
2: at home as well. It's, if, Bar- yeah. if Barrow score early, Bradford fans still aren't happy at the moment. At all, you no. look. You look through all of the Facebook comments, all the Twitter comments. There's still so much dis- uh, unrest, and Bradford fans. Yeah. A lot of people are very, very split at the appointment on Graham Alexander. I'm. Um,
3: we said, said this had happened before. About. I think that, like whoever was appointed, they wouldn't be happy with, um, yeah. and or, or, you know the.
4: Yeah, I think that I think it goes back to what we were talking about the other week on the podcast. Like, as much as it pains me to say, Bradford is such a massive club that they're always going to have so big expectations. So yeah. quite rightly, fans are allowed their opinions and and to voice their expectations. But as soon as somebody doesn't hit them expectations straight away, like you, you practically don't. Like you see the way football is now. Like you're done for in six games, really. Like, seven games, eight games. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not got mm-hmm. good.
3: I don't think there was anyone that the fan base were kind of unilaterally happy with during the mm-hmm. process either. I mean, obviously there was the whole Dave Bartel chat and, you know, by the end of that, people were saying, oh, you know, yeah, okay. I've kind of, I've come around to this, but there was absolutely no one that, you know, that Joey Barton was mentioned, the Cowleys were mentioned and, you know, there was, there was never someone that the, the fan base was suddenly behind and, and clamouring for, and I guess yeah. they
2: did. I heard I heard today that Scott Brown had also had two interviews as right. well mm. um, for the position. I, I think he would have been met with the same reaction that all of I the don't above. Know, I
4: don't know why, but, like, S- Scott Brown, Joey Barton and Bradford City, they, they, they all just seem to, I don't know, it just seems to match. One of them two with Bradford City seems to match,
2: but that's a that, that hundred. Scott Brown, I can tell you, one hundred percent happened. Second interview, but yeah, Looks more Media exclusive. Yes, yeah, it's definitely looks more Media <laughs> exclusive. I, t-
4: I tell you Probably. what, though, because I, I'll be uh, I'll be watching that game. Well, looking out for the result quite keenly because I feel like the uh, the sort of child in the middle because I've got a, I've got a good relationship with uh, Graham and also. Pete Wilde give me some of the best, although it was very short tenure, Give me some of the best moments in recent times as a Latix caretaker manager. So I've got a lot of respect and admi- admiration for both of them. So it can end in a draw for me.
3: Yeah, some of the abuse that, I mean, Matt, I'll say Max, I'm sure he's not actually called Max, uh, saying it's not, it's it's been aimed at Sparks and that interview that Ryan Sparks gave... Talking about Alexander's appointment and just what was well received.
4: What what he said about um, Derrick Adams was quite scathing, wasn't it? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I've still not seen it. I've still not seen it. I probably should have watched it before this. What was it that was said about Derrick Adams? He basically
4: just, because obviously Derrick Adams came out, didn't he, and said that he was like a, even though Bradford are a big club, like, in nature, they were a very small club inside the club. That's basically what he said. So Sparks came out and said that Derek Adams had like one of the bigger Bradford budge- budgets in recent times, and he fell well short. And he just feels like he's a, he was kind of like throwing his toys out the prom a little bit.
2: I mean, he did he did fall very very short with them. Yeah. Um, for for how good he can be, it, it just didn't seem to work with Bradford, and this just seemed to be numerous managers that it's happened with it happened i think I, I was quite vocal about what i thought would happen under mark Hughes all last season i said if he doesn't get automatic playoffs he, he'll get sacked because the yeah. fans will start to turn on him and so he got into the playoffs and i think if he went up if they went up through the playoffs no one would have no one would have argued but i think i was very much point proven that because they didn't go up automatically the fallout of that is that he was sacked and the pressure has been was turned up this season and whoever the new manager would have been turns out now to be graham alexander has a hard hard job on the hands to try and unify the fan base and get them to rally and try and push again i feel like anything less than playoffs isn't going to yeah. be accepted by the Bradford fans this season, even mm-hmm. though they've had a slow start to the season.
4: And um, I've tried to tell um, Bradford fans, like from obviously my experience, Ch- Charlie mainly um, that <laughs> with, with I don't I, I hope it works with Graham for Bradford because I don't think he'll he'll mind me saying this. He doesn't play the sort of sexiest football that everyone wants the teams to play nowadays. But he does play effective football, and you have to look at his CV, and that that shows. So it, I think if if the fans are Bradford fans are willing to sort of sacrifice the like tick attacker like football for long term success and you know a shot of promotion, they'll do well. But if they wanna if they want like champion football and results, I
2: don't know whether it's gonna work. So it'll be, it will be an interesting one. Triple champagne football with a cava budget isn't it really
3: right and that's the thing i mean they're in 16th at the moment um 20 points they're on a goal difference of minus four in the exactly the same position as Walsall they've got Donny on 20 as well and then again we've got we and we've had this all season though it's so congested so like Mansfield on 29 are in Fourth, that you know, it's three wins difference. Um, but likewise, 10 points below, you've got Tranmere and Sutton who are propping at the table. So, I think whatever change, if, if if Alexander's making significant changes, then they need to be done quickly and it needs to be an effective transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake, if Jake Young's coming back, do they? try and get dan kemp as well given that they've worked well together um was talking to the what was it on oh uh rich from the low stranger podcast on the county um on the scarf bagara war scarf yes yeah, scarf, uh, scarf bagara war last night <laughs> and he was saying that uh he thought that jake young would go back and he thought that kemp maybe milton heen's Keynes, oh my god it's all going wrong mk dons would um would not necessarily be bothered about having him back but that they couldn't afford him uh which you know for bradford would be an opportunity potentially
2: yeah i mean it does seem like Dan Cape's probably gonna leave mk and, and I'll, i'd
4: be quite interested to see whether he uses any of his um like salford links i can't really think of anyone but i think i don't know I, I, I'd be surprised if he didn't try and tap up some of some of the players that he like brought in and play uh, got playing under him at Salford. Mm. Good, good
1: question. I
4: am uh, from...
3: saying top by Christmas.
2: I mean, I don't think you're going to top Stockport by Christmas anyway. So
3: <laughs> I mean, let's not jinx anything,
2: please. Stockport are still going to be uh, like continuing this crazy winning streak that they're on by Christmas. But...
3: Well, we're gonna get dicked on by Swindon on Saturday, aren't we? That's that's yeah, how it so. that's how
2: it has to go. <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to be up for the fight with Swindon. Like I said, like as an
4: olden fan, so my very first ever game when I was eight years old was Olden versus Stockport in League One at Boundary Park. Oh, it. So it re- it really sort of like there's a, it upsets me to see how well County are doing oh. compared oh. to compared to where we are, like but also the sort of the the just general football fan in me appreciates worse uh Stockport are because that you've had hard times as well and like your fan base deserve it. I think the County's fans are probably one of the best fans yeah. I've seen. So yeah like there's a part of me that like, resents you but there's a part of me that also really respects
3: you <laughs> um, oh thanks for getting that off your chest so yeah So <laughs> <laughs> no, I think on Saturday I you know given our form it would be a proper shock but I and I you yeah, I said obviously Swindon play Colchester on Tuesday night uh they lost 3-1 uh I think they, they went one one nil up originally, didn't they? And then and then conceded three. But they, you know, County will have been um rested well. Obviously a lot of them, a lot of the first team or first choice didn't start against Worksop. They had, you know, a few um <laughs> Ian said, we're on football focus on Saturday. The run is over. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, it would just be very county to lose at Twinton on Saturday. The thing is, I know it's really a
4: cliche to say, but we want this a hard way when we went to Field a couple of weeks ago. A run has to end somewhere. And you know what I mean? In some yeah. ways, in some ways I'd rather get it out of the way and end it before it goes, like before you start getting like so far ahead of yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? If you go like, if you go like 20 on the trot and you think you're never gonna be bit again and then it happens, it's gonna work. I know. And then,
3: We've got Bolton on Tuesday in the, whatever it's called, the Bristol Street Motors Cup. And I can see it ending then. And I'm kind of okay with that because then we've still got the league run. So you've got a bit of humility, but then it's uh, you can just say, oh, well, you know, we're still on in the league. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I'm
2: just going to move on to Ian's question that we've got came in for you both. Uh-huh. So, question for the hosts and those also in the chat. Ian being, being inclusive to those in the chat as well. What is the greatest I met Ian moment... on
3: Saturday. It was very yeah. exciting.
2: What is the greatest moment you've seen live in your club's history? Aaron, you want to take that one first?
4: Yeah, so I've got three and I, I'll rank them, I reckon. So, I third, I will go... Um, we were playing... Peterborough in 2014-15 season in League One. And we were 3-0 down at half-time and we won the game 5-4. And Eric Kasunga, who was probably one of the worst centre-halves I've ever seen in in Atlantic straight, in my opinion, scored a a 96-minute winner and jumped in the, the home end. And I just remember the absolute scene. So that is for... Second for me is um, when we beat Fulham at Craven Cottage in the FA Cup because that that the lead up to that game we had so basically Peter Clark who uh, I mean I found uh, the amount of love I have for Peter Clark is absolutely ridiculous but so in the lead up to that game he he pulled his hamstring or I think it might have been a pulled quad or whatever. And he was—he played that game against Fulham with a pulled quad, and he was an absolute mammoth in defence. It, it was ridiculous. And then, obviously, we we won two uh, one. And I always remember Tom Kearney, the little snake, absolutely diving over a Chris Chris Missaloo tackle in the box. And that this was like the first season of VAR as well. And it, I think we had uh, uh, Bobby Madley referee or, or Robert Madley, one of them, and he went over and give it and it was never a penalty. Yeah, so probably beating them in the FA Cup, but then number one, I, I don't think anyone can argue, he's probably beating a Liverpool side with Suarez, Sturridge, Gerrard, uh, um, like Sterling on the pitch. That Matt Smith Matt Smith for that FA Cup run alone goes into Oldham Athletic folklore for me because... I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest about Smith for a second. He was pretty, if you look at his, his league goals for him, he was pretty terrible. But there was something about the FA Cup that just turned him into an absolute, he was just an absolute unit for us in the FA Cup. So, yeah, beating Liverpool um, and doing it in the snow as well, that that was quite um, mm. insane. And I remember he, he retired Seb Cuartes on the spot that day, Matt Smith. Um so yeah, that was a great day. Um so yeah, they're my top three.
2: Robert, you
3: Hannah I'm excited that we've moved on to a top three because I was and like and Ian's got a top three as well. So I'm just embracing the top three. So I've got one one is actually two of mine are the same as Ian's. So um oh no, actually, yeah, no it is. Um so the, the win over Halifax to go back into the EFL was like properly. I don't. It was just really emotional. I wasn't stuck with my dad. I was with uh, a complete stranger and two lads because uh, a, a lad at County had got me a ticket because I'd missed them because I was away on holiday and yeah, and it was. I guess I mean there was a massive pitch invasion. And you can see that like on the videos, you can see a throng of people running. And I was running across them because my dad was in the other stand. So like just to get to my dad. And I think because we had been out of the league for 11 years, um, it was just such a big day. And it had been such a long time coming and they've been, you know, the ups and downs going into it. So that was the first one. Um, the second one is the same with Ian's that uh the Bolton comeback. So that was uh 21-22, same season. And uh we were I think three nil, three-one down at half time, and then it was you know, it was just one of those where you just sat there watching goals go in,
0: um, and we ended up
3: winning five three. It was, there were proper scenes. The corner flag was stolen. Um, There were players lost their shirts when the the last goal went in. So we were in, I think we were in extra time. I think it was three all um, at full time. Just absolutely the best game of football and the the best level of comeback I've ever seen. And then my third one is from 1994. And it was uh, Stockport County in the... FA Cup against QPR. And at the time, QPR were in the first tier county, we were in the third. And we went one down. And then my favorite players as a kid were Kevin Francis and Andy Priest, and both of them scored. The pitch was like a beach. It had, because it was so wet, it had so much sand on it. Uh, but we were with my dad's mate, who's a QPR fan. And it was just the best thing. Um, you know I think at that I guess I don't even know how old I was then Um, but it was it just felt like a proper giant killing and it was uh, a result that you know was in all the papers and it was yeah it was just it was I think it was probably the game that I fell in love with Stockport County
4: Are you on mute? I think you're on mute (laughs) then
2: I
1: don't there even know how that.
2: I don't even know how that happened. There. there we go. It was my actual microphone as well. I right, my top three: Hartlepool v Grimsby last away game of the season. Yeah, Grimsby v Carlisle last away game of the season. I when we all done fancy dress, dressed up as Rastafarians. It was <laughs> great. I'm it was fine. Part, it was it was part of the Great Escape season. I when we were we'd stayed up by the skin of our teeth and yeah last away game was against Carlisle Carlisle made it they've made it this massive rivalry and we went 3-0 down in the first half and Ronnie Moore must have gave them an absolute bollockin. yeah I, he was some manager for I, what us. A man. so he gave he must have gave them an absolute bollocking at half time they came out And But we were just having a party, even though we were 3 nil down, because we knew we were safe. (laughs) And everyone was singing Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. And we were just having a whale of a time. And the atmosphere seemed to rub off on the players. And they scored three in the second half, and we ended up being three each. And it was just a great, great game of football. Second for me, and this is only second because we didn't win the playoff final and League One. Against Sheffield Wednesday, just the atmosphere of so many Pools fans going down to the Millennium Stadium for that hmm. game was great. I still stand by the fact that we were absolutely robbed in that game. The red card should never have been a red card. It resulted in a penalty, and yeah, it was a shocking decision from the referee. And if we went up that day, the, the the whole history of what's happened with the club now wouldn't be happening. So people keep wondering why I don't like Sheffield Wednesday, and that is the exact reason why. There's actually a really good podcast um, on Switcher. It's called Switcher Play. It's the ex-Hartlepool and Barrow Media guy, Mark Simpson, that runs it, and he's done a, an interview with the chairman, Ken Hodcroft, of, of Hartlepool at that time. And he talks about how he received When he went back to his office on the Monday after that game, there was a letter sitting there on his desk, and it was saying that the referee's going to do you over. And it was, but it was post; it was dated pre-match, and it was sent by like first class. So he's like, I don't know how I've received this now on the Monday, but if it came in on the Friday, he says I, I would have done something about it. But he mm-hmm. claims there's some sort of there's some sort of conspiracy happened on it, which is I don't know if I believe it or not, but what happens, happens. Football is football and there's mm-hmm. bad decisions. Top one for me has to be Darlington away 2007. Um, at their brand new stadium. So first time we'd went there, we there was more Hartlepool fans than Darlington fans. That's mm-hmm. our massive rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a 21 match unbeaten run. Darlington were on a 14 match unbeaten run. We were going yeah. in top of the league and we absolutely destroyed them. Effie and Williams had the best game he's ever had for his scored a brace. His second goal was phenomenal. Yeah, that is the best day as a Pools fan that I've had. Good question, Ian. I like it.
4: Yeah. What the there's another there's another question here. A slightly more optimistic question, I think. <laughs> from, from my point of view anyway. It says if Oldham Hartlepool and Stockport go up this season, I know I know some of this is unlikely. Do you think you'll all survive, or do you think any of us will go straight back down? Now, I'll kick off as a Latics fan. I think, genuinely, I think if we can get into the playoffs this season and win the playoffs and go up that way, because let's be honest, nobody in well, Barnett could do it, but we're definitely not going to cut. No, like nobody below Barnett's going to cut Chesterfield. Um, so yeah, Uh, but I think for us, it depends if you mean like playing side or, or like financially secure side because now with frank where we've got the foundations to be an EFL club again and do it quite comfortably you'd imagine but we'd have to get better at, rec- at the recruitment recruitment side of things than we have done for the last two years but if you was asking me a yes or no straight out I, I would say I, I think we'd comfortably survive in league two if we were to go up this season but I don't think we will go up this year I think I think we're probably about we're probably about 16 months away from where Chesterfield are now. And and that's that's quite sad, But considering we were the, we were the second favourites to go up uh, this year. But mm. I just think because we, we put our faith into a novice manager for the first 10, 11 games, whatever it was, that kind of ruined us a little bit. And I think melon kind of got a little bit of a... I wouldn't say rude awakening, but there's some like we've got a very good squad, Odin. But there's so many gaps that need plugging, like, like there's so many weak areas, you know. What I mean, you've got James Norwood, you've got people like that, you've got um Charlie Raglan at the back, like really good quality, but you've also got some really, really poor players
2: like Mike Rondop.
4: So, listen, no Mikey slander on this, programme. I will walk
1: out <laughs> the studio
2: right now. <laughs> um, if you walk out the studio, I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair
4: enough. Yeah, it's one. It's one all now. It's one all. It's one all. <laughs> you know what though, right? Don't don't get me started on Mike up because I will stick up for him to the hills, mate. I absolutely. I, I think I love he's Mike. Probably behind behind James Norwood. I think he's probably one our be, one of our better strikers, and we've got six of them, so that's saying something. Um, but yeah. So anyway, going back to the question. Financially, I think we we would do, but we'd have to recruit well to do it. Um, so yeah, that's what I think.
2: From a Hartlepool point of view, I think we would struggle. I think we'd, if we went back up, we would definitely struggle in League Two straight away with our current owner in place. Enough said.
3: <laughs> and that's all I've got to say about that uh, Ryan said as well that we um, none of us can get promoted because we all need to stay in our leagues because it helps him with podcast organisation, which seems fair, I'll, I'll let the lads know um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, if you said st- stay in
4: the National League to do a podcast or what, Lattice is going to League 2 I, <laughs> I appreciate you guys but I think I'm taking League 2 any day to be honest <laughs>
3: Um, i yeah i think that we would be fine i think the the jump from national league to the efl was significant but the squad depth that we've got now um is impressive tom williams had done a really nice article i think it's only available on his uh patreon um at the moment but talking about how stopports uh squad is kind of unsurpassed in in league 2 and that exemplifies the investments from you know both from an ownership point of view but also you know people like Simon Wilson and the work that they've done to to build the squad i think we would have to do what stevenage have done stevenage mm. were um have not kind of rested on their laurels they've recruited they've strengthened in a way that Carlisle, Northampton, Leighton Orient haven't done to the same degree and I think they probably recognise that they need to make some um, reinforcements in January so yeah I think if we did Stevenage and and picked up where we might be a little bit weaker but honestly as things stand at the moment you know given that we've got uh, you know, people out with ACLs and, and long-term injuries, uh, both Stretton and, uh, and Rydell, we are in a, a good position going forward and we'll be in a good, good position next year. And this is in a League Two which we were, like, everyone was dreading League Two this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and granted, it's November and, you know, no, no eggs are being counted, no chickens have been hatched or, you know, whatever... Cliche
2: is you're just just making up like chalisms here.
3: Yes, I'm aiming for the. I've not. Do you know what? I've not voted today. I've not even seen what the options are in the. Oh, it's
4: a cracker today.
3: My my, my, my favorite
4: one today that I voted for was it was two very average teams, but we were better.
3: That's my favorite. favorite It
2: was two very average teams, but one was clearly better than the other.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked the giraffe twerking yesterday. I think that was a a strong entrant as evidenced by the the share of the votes that it got. Um, I'm, just waiting but, for, yeah. I'm
2: waiting for incognito to come up. As soon as incognito comes up, I think everyone needs to spam it. For me, I it's said, not going it, to
3: win though. It's in a group of something else that's massive. I can't even remember what it is.
2: If it wins the full challenge, or I've said, I'm going streaking round my street.
3: <laughs>
2: and I'll, um, I'll, re- I'll record it i'll record I me streaking around my street
3: as a sponsor i'm not entirely sure that we are allowed to comment on you know what we want to win
4: Still there'll be you know
3: biases and stuff well yeah because well i was really excited because there was one from the 606 that we've done on a sunday mm. night like that was round a i was very excited
2: I think that's either it's either Liam or Ryan is put up here Christ no one vote for that if Grant's going to be streaking I think it's Liam
3: um yeah Louis Barry is um a big miss but we've proved since that like obviously I think he served a purpose in that uh, he he was banging goals in when Kyle Wootton wasn't quite ready to come back and I think a really strong Carl and You can see how much stronger he is physically. is a wonderful thing, and you know we can all hope that Louis goes away and has his hamstring, or well, he's had his hamstring surgery, and he comes back to us yeah. to finish his.
1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: ...pleasing off, Um, which is something that, you know, people weren't necessarily expecting because they expected him to be recalled by Villa in January and then sent out somewhere else. So... That would that
4: would be nice yeah it's I great. like this question I like this question in the chat as well it says question for the wholesome people in the chat if you could remove one goal scored against your football club in your football club's history what would it be and why
2: well, now, my just got, for me It has got to be that penalty at the playoff final that like I said it's got to be because if that didn't go in we would went on to we would went on yeah. to win the playoff final.
3: Yeah, same. Me, Carlisle Carlisle's equaliser
2: against us at Wembley. For me, this is fairly obvious. It it
4: led to one of only two times where I've physically cried at a football match. Um, so, uh, Northampton away in the season that Joey Thompson scored for Rochdale to them up but send us down. A Sam Hoskins second goal because Johnny we had Johnny Placide play for us and, and he's a he's a cult legend in his own right. He Used to do Cruyff cru- turns on his own box. Everything. Absolute madman. But he he just had, like, weaker wrists than me and just decided to let the ball go through his hands. And ultimately, that's what led to our demise to League Two. So, um, yeah, I would probably say Sam Hoskins' second goal on the day we got relegated at Northampton, which was a really weird day, actually, because, like, you were so emotional and so angry. But then as soon, even though it was Rochdale, as soon as you hear that it's Joey Thompson that got the goal, you know I mean? You can't be angry at that with what that man has yeah. gone through and gone on to achieve. Like, So it was a really weird vibe in the stadium because everyone got it on the phones and then you seen the goal scoring, you was kind of like, well, shit, I don't want to be angry at that. Um, so, yeah, it was a weird one. It was a weird I,
2: one. I remember when we went down the first time to the National League, it was horrific. We were playing Doncaster at home and we actually beat, we beat Doncaster, but I think it was Newport or just above. us and with were other teams that were in danger to go down, and they won their game to stay up. And you just heard everyone in the stadium like going, "Oh, Newport are down. Newport are the one down," and everyone's like shouting the players on going, "Newport are one yeah. down. Keep pushing." And you see, giving them a burst, then the equalizer goes in, and you're like, "Oh no!" But then someone put a fake shout out saying that Newport had went down again. And everyone built the back up and then everyone was looking at flash scores and like, no. And then Newport scored in like the 90-somethingth minute. And it you, the whole place just went flat. And it's like you said, I think it's the, one of the only times I've ever cried at, at, at a football stadium. Mm-hmm. The other time was the great escape season. I was listening to the game in my car when we stayed up. I think we played Chesterfield, I think it was, when we stayed up at the, like just before the Carlisle game. And I was just... In tears that we'd stayed up, by then yeah.
4: So the second time I cried at a football game was uh, internationally, and it was when England lost in the Euro final. Grant was probably crying with happy tears.
2: Um, you know, I, 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 I've got nothing, nothing bad to say about the England and an national team at all. It was just, it,
4: yeah, it was, it was a bad day. It was a bad day. And um, it, it got me thinking. Actually, this is not specifically for the EFL, but I was having this chat with Charlie last night, and we were having a really healthy debate about it. And I'd be interested what the audience thought and what we thought. So, you can only pick one: your club team goes back-to-back promotions, or your international sides wins the next three international tournaments on the spin. What are you? What are you picking and why? Now, for me, well, I know I know we're EFL, and this might disappoint a lot of people. But I'm choosing England every day of the week. Genuinely, hand on heart, I'm choosing my country. Because because, right. I feel like when international tournaments come around, the whole country, the whole country gets around it. You're in the pubs, you're hugging random strangers that you don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a different vibe. Whereas if I wouldn't went off up, oh, of course I'd be over the moon, I'd be crying. But only the olden fans you can share that with. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a bigger it's a bigger triumph and it's a bigger space if you if your country went, like went and won the World Cup and the Euros back to back.
3: Liam says, "I don't care for random strangers and I hate hugs," which is it's valid, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I get that at county. Like no, for me, county's like my family. I don't. Um, I'm a hundred percent club. I, I, I mean, I watch the internationals, but I don't. Yeah, I don't get as invested in them I don't I can't I've not cried at football since like Italia 90 which is clearly showing my age uh but we're fine with that um yeah I I think it, I think with cl- with country to a certain extent as well there's always this kind of sense of like expectation like you kind of know that it's all just gonna end in tears anyway like that we've not had the the kind of the same success you're fucking Um, telling me (laughs) and i'm not like i'm not so invested in the players or their lives i think with with the afl it's really different as well in that you know well rand's
4: biggest achievement watching scotland in recent times was getting a nil-nil at wembley in the
2: euro yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was a good game. that was by the way you see as far as no go that was a decent game of football
4: it was yeah it was it was
2: a really good game of football and we the played,
4: thing is, I'm, we quite, it's well obvious I'm quite i'm quite on my own here I'm quite a lone wolf with this opinion but i'm okay i'm okay with that because i'm comfortable with my opinion it's
3: good um, to have strong opinions and do, do you know
2: what I, I think it's I find this question a lot harder. And I'm very, very on the fence of it. I'd love back-to-back winning the league, but I'd also love the back the 3 international tournaments because I support a club that's never, ever won a trophy. (laughs) Ever. And I am from a country who's never got past the group stages of an international tournament. So to be able to even get to that stage... It would, be, it would be like a party, like the atmosphere. The atmosphere at Scotland at Scotland game, I think, is unrivaled. It's it's crazy in the bars, everything. If Scotland got to the World Cup final, they would. Everyone would need to take a week off work, maybe a month off work. I don't think I'd ever
4: see you again to be programmed.
2: Uh, I don't think I'd ever see myself. My <laughs> liver would go into overdrive, and I'd probably have a heart attack and die. I <laughs> am, um, but if pools. Won the league, ah, oh, it would just be special. Even just one, even just one win in the league would just be so special. But for me, it would have to be not national league. It would need to be back to back, league two, league one. Winning the national league gets yeah, a trophy. I just want to get out of this league. So if we're in league two, I would say back to back leagues that would yeah. feel special. If we're talking. Not only two and we're in national, I'd go the three internationals.
4: And I think also, just to finish up on this, I think for me, the re- just what edges internationals for me is the fact that we have to wait, you know, like every two years or every four years for an international tournament to come around. So for me, it feels like more of a sort of outsider's chance. Like I don't know how many... Well, I was gonna say I don't know how many World Cups I watched, but that sounds quite morbid. But you know what I mean. I don't. You what you, you watch more league football in your life than you do international football, and like be, that's because of the weight and because of the weight for tournaments. So I just think it'd be more. It'd be more sort of like I was a moment. You know what I mean?
2: And you'd be talking total dominance of foot, like world football for an eight-year period mm-hmm. <clears throat> as well. So you'd be talking two World Cups and one Euro essentially. That we're looking at here in a row i don't think it's that bad a debate to be fair who said it was a someone said it was a rubbish debate i quite like that
4: sorry i'll get better at my questions Whoever said that
2: <laughs> <laughs> um has, has anyone fired in any chance yet that we've had like the favorite chance that we've heard i'll go in with one of my favorite chants, not necessarily that i've i've heard it was Liam that said it was a stupid argument.
4: Well, Liam, doesn't know f- his af- Liam doesn't know his ass from his elbow, so I will not take much notice in that one, to be fair.
2: One of my favourite chants that I've heard at a gate, well, I wasn't there, which was is, there's only two Andy Gorums," Because Andy Gorham had schizophrenia. And... <laughs> All of the fans are games so there's only two Andy Corums. Two Andy Gorums. I was brilliant. It's that is my
4: favorite. It makes me feel a bit better about mine, to be fair. It was it was just before the Rochdale game recently, and we were in the pubs, we'd taken over the Rochdale pubs, and there was a there was a guy in, in the Regal Moon in Rochdale with a Sunderland shirt on.
2: Is this the and same the old- is this the same pub where they done was it Rochdale where they done the Jaeger Challenge?
4: Yeah, for a way oh, yeah. from yeah.
2: Was it that week. was it that pub?
4: Yeah, that same pub, same pub. We
2: and it was very around, simple, yeah.
4: but the the whole the whole like olden section of the pub just so a a poor guy walked in with a sunderland shirt on, and we just all started chanting Adam Johnson, is that you? at this this poor <laughs> Sunderland fan. So much to the point where he put his coat back on and zipped his coat back up to get rid of his Sunderland shirt. I just think it was just like, uh, the the timing of it and just the way it was, that's probably the funniest I've heard in a while, to be honest, because he did have a bit of a striking resemblance of Adam Johnson, if I'm being honest.
2: Have you got one, Hannah?
3: We one of, Well, I wouldn't say it's a favourite one, but it made me laugh, and I apologise in advance, Stace, um, when we were five-one up against Workstop on Saturday, there was a "Are you Wrexham? Are you Wrexham? Are you Wrexham in disguise?" and then someone shouted back, "No, they're better than Wrexham because they've scored," and it just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my other, like the the other one I really like is you know you like "Oh, um da da, football in the library," and then because we're right next to where the away fans are. Like d- 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 you've never seen a library always makes me laugh. Like
4: just <laughs> the, the the one inside the stadium that always gets me every time I see it is um Lenel John L- Leno John Lewis you named after a shot. I <laughs> think
3: that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um but yeah. Um I don't uh, I, I I appreciate Charlie's Charlie's effort here, but I don't really think that that's as catchy as we can get, to
3: be honest. We, Let's we, not we, invite um amendments to it because if... we, we've got
4: we've got to include the disability in there somewhere.
3: <laughs> not a Bradford one,
4: but a City one know what? The pig, I'm guessing the it peak. means the league.
3: <laughs> oh dear, he can't, it's because it's chicken hands, he can't type
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we've also got
2: James James Hansen, chance legendary. He used to work at the Co-op. I don't know how that goes. Does anyone know how that goes?
3: No. He, I he used know. to work
2: at the Co-op. Is it just like that? Who's mucking about with our presentation? Why have I been? Here?
3: I'm not singing. You can unspotlight me, chicken.
2: <laughs> Liam's. This is what happens when Liam's not allowed on. He just decides to start mucking about with things. But He's I don't like... know. i have done it last week and I started putting little tickers across the bottom. So I can I suppose I can forgive him for that. No.
3: Oh come on, Grant, don't give him ideas. He's like Casper the friendly ghost at the moment, and mm. we don't really want to invoke him further.
2: What games have we're looking forward to this weekend?
3: Twinden <laughs> <then?
2: laughs> Um <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Are you are you going, Hannah? Yes. Are you excited or are you nervous to be going?
4: She's, she's asked to, she's asked to borrow one of my spare wheelchairs in the disguise. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um no, I'm fine. I uh yeah, it's it's fine. That's they're the, they're the lyrics to the James Hansen song, apparently.
2: Yeah, we've got, a me- we've got a member of our team that's got a disguise we can give you. It's the glassy yeah, nose and uh, the mustache. No, I, um,
3: yeah, I think it'll be fine. I, um, yeah, it, it, it's, all, it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Looking forward to my afternoon in the Arkles.
2: Just looking at the fixtures at other games I'm looking forward to this weekend, I am looking for, weirdly saying, I'm looking forward to this Tranmere v Forest Green.
3: Yeah.
2: I think that's a. Big bottom of the table clash. It's it's a six pointer, and even, I know it's still fairly early in the season, but I think that's got six pointer in all over it.
3: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see whether Trummet. I mean, Nigel Atkins was a very underwhelming permanent yeah. appointment, but mm-hmm. you know we've we've talked to you on the podcast the reasons why that might have happened. It will be interesting to see. Whether there is, I don't know. Whether he feels like he's got the autonomy to make decisions that he maybe didn't have before, yeah. um, And whether they change because they've got they've got to do something, Um, and it's unlikely. I'd imagine that they'll be able to do anything really dramatic in the transfer window. So, yeah, they've got to play their way out. They've got.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so, but I think it's definitely a winnable game that they've got this weekend against Forest oh, yeah. Green against Forest Green. Forest Green struggled against Scarborough. Um they, they only managed to get secure a replay by the skin of their teeth in the FA Cup scored yeah. in what was it, 90, 90 plus three? Yeah. And then they get beat by Brighton under twenty ones, in the I'm still going to call it the Pizza Cup yeah. because that that's what it is to me. They get beat by Brighton under twenty ones in the Pizza Cup, and they've,
1: they've, yeah. But, yeah. But
3: saying that but FGR are fifteenth in the form table versus Tranmere, who were rock bottom on twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, so you know Tranmere haven't won since they beat Bradford. That's uh, that fateful night. But yeah. they've, they've lost to Stockport, they've lost to Morecambe, they've lost to Doncaster, they've lost to Crewe, all of whom are in the top seven in terms of the form over the last six games. So they've been playing on form teams, whereas uh, who have Forest Green Rovers had. They beat Crawley, they lost to Barrow, they beat Colchester 5-0, and... Um, Lost to Accrington Stanley, last to Stockport, lost to Morecambe. So they're kind of they're a bit more consistent. Um, but again, it's down to the fixtures they've had.
2: Yeah,
4: You know, one thing we haven't touched upon, uh, uh and I don't maybe it's been touched on the podcast this week, but um William Manning. And oh yeah, that whole that whole situation. Now yeah. to, to me, to me, I get it because it's championship and uh, Bristol City are a big club, so I get it. There's potential there, but if yeah. I'm an Oxford, if I'm if I'm an Oxford fan, I'm really right. really sour because he was building something really really special there, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I just think he's kind of like he's use them as a stepping stone, and he's kind of like, oh, I've done what I needed to do here. I've proven myself. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm I'm going. You know what I mean? He's
2: mm-hmm. um, um, it got Oxford up to second. The start that they've had yeah. to the season's been phenomenal. When yeah. especially with how they were, how poor they were last season, they were fighting until yeah. pretty much the last few games of the season to stay up.
3: Remember when they signed Ruben Rodriguez? Though there was that whole chatter about they're going to be, they're going to come from behind. Uh, someone said in the in the chat earlier on that uh, they've been looking at Luke Williams, which would be an interesting one. I know that he was approached for roles in League One last season and didn't go for them. Um, but Liam, yeah, Liam Manning. I don't know from a professional point of view as well. I think may, maybe it was just too good to turn down. That that's probably the answer. I, it would have been, you know, really impressive for him to to get promotion with Oxford this season.
2: Massively, massively impressive.
4: But then now there's a chance that he's going to be playing Oxford next year. You know what I mean? So, so like, yeah. he, he, he could have just done it with Oxford. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Same when you seen your man. What was his name when he left Forest Green after they won the league and he went to Watford? Oh, Rob Edwards. Yeah, you seen Rob Edwards jump up from League 2 to the previous. Insanity. Yeah. And that's for me. Is is had a knock on effect on on Forest Green's seasons.
3: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I and for Luke Williams as well. I think, yeah, he's he's an interesting kind of character, and I don't know. I think I think his loyalty lies with Knots County, and again, he'll be looking for that. He you know he wants to take them to League One, uh, as opposed to jumping but watch me be proved I, wrong within the
2: I, space I, to- <laughs> I genuinely can't see him leaving knots county i really can't i i no. think he's there for the long haul he's gonna see them get promoted this season in the league one he's gonna try and build them into league one and try and build them into a championship team i think he is there for the long haul yeah yeah well
3: then
4: nothing um, nothing's- Nothing surprises me in football nowadays because it is true what they say. I know it's very cliche, but there isn't loyalty in football anymore, is there? Like it's all money. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows?
3: With the exception of like Matt Gray at Sutton, whenever you talk about him leaving, it always comes back to no, no, no he's still got so much goodwill in the in the bank. But like you, you know, with um, oh gosh, who was it at uh, Grimsby? What's he called? The manager that's just been sacked,
2: Paul Hurst. Paul mm. Hurst.
3: Yeah, like eventually that goodwill runs out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and there's a great article on, great article on Look Sports Media about talking about um, an interview that he gave this week about how you should never go back. Um, mm. And I think that's
4: we, we should that. have learned that with John Sheridan, but he, he still came back for a fifteenth time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I fully, yeah. I fully expect if Graham Alexander doesn't do well at Bradford, you gonna you're going to see McCall come back again, aren't you, at Bradford? <laughs> um, it's
3: and the then break, we've got... break
2: glass in case of emergency, and he just comes out.
3: So, like, um,
2: bubbly coming it, out at Christmas, isn't it?
3: This has been mentioned today about is uh, it Birmingham looking at Elliot Lee? I think anyone playing like him uh, is going to attract attention. They've obviously lost Stephen Fletcher to, I mean, medium turn injury. I think, uh, but you know, Rexham will be looking. I mean, do they go back? To, I don't want. Don't know what the situation is, but do they go back to Luke Armstrong? He's only just started starting yeah. again. Um, would be interesting to see what happens there.
4: Also, so, though, I think that's got an interesting subplot to it because you've got you've got Hollywood versus Hollywood. Well, not Hollywood, but you've got obviously the. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney and Tom Brady, haven't you? Yeah. So, yeah. so it, yeah. I, I'd like to it's be a, really. uh, a fly on the wall in them business meetings. Yeah. You
3: know, I don't know how much Brady's got to do with it. Like, I mean, obviously the face of it, but yeah, maybe he's. I don't
2: know. I think it's the ship has sailed with on. the Armstrong deal, though. I don't think they'll go back to them. And I think you even reckon? if they did yeah, I can't see them revisiting it the money's not going to be the same i know um, he's not the same
3: player is they.
2: I, I don't think he's not the same player because he's there's for me there's no doubt in luke armstrong's ability he's phenomenal i think his head is down after everything mm. that's went on and i don't think his heart's in it with harrogate yeah. this season How
3: and they've what...
2: continued to perform all right yeah is that's the, what the i meant really.
3: yeah by this by the, he's he's not been as impressive on the pitch as he was mm-hmm. kind of coming and and yes you're entirely right well a he hasn't had the, the game time but also you know he's and you know i remember uh simon weaver talking immediately afterwards about kind of how hard he'd been hit by it and he you know he'd made plans, and they've been look, him and his girlfriend or partner have been looking at houses, and it's I mean it's cruel. Like we said at the time, it's like it's um, it was unbelievably cruel what happened. I think clubs um, should be really,
2: looking at them. I Mansfield should be looking at them straight away. Um, Mansfield are still screaming out for a, a striker. Jellygum should be looking at them. They are screaming out for a player and a goal yeah, scorer. Being,
1: um, the, the two of those
2: clubs. I think if Mansfield get him, that changes Mansfield to being for me an absolute top contender in the league. Yeah, because that's one um, thing that, they've got lots of different goal scorers. But they don't have a, a like a focal point for me. If they were to get Armstrong, they would that would just yeah, be the cherry and the ice in the cake. I mean, we know it's just... a phenomenal partnership, and if you went to Gillingham, it gives them that player that they need and they've wanted because they've chased striker after striker and missed striker after striker. I can't see them not backing the manager and trying to get someone else in that's going to score goals because they are still lacking at the front. Yeah. Um, You
3: can have John Otto. No, Jamie.
2: (laughs) Jamie, no, I don't think Swindon will get him. Swindon Swindon do not have the budget categorically to get Luke Armstrong. No.
3: Um, I think... I'm particularly interested this weekend as well about how Mansfield react. So they've got, and they're they're still unbeaten in the league and they are, I don't know, let's see, in form fifth, three wins on the trot, beat Notts County, beat Harrogate, beat Walsall. But they're going into the game with Salford on Saturday, having lost to Port Vale and then losing to Wrexham. Um, on Saturday in the FA Cup, I think it'll be interesting to see how they And losing to
2: Everton as well.
3: Oh, did that? Oh, I missed that as well. Was Rost that another Everton. pizza? Pizza Cup, right? Well, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that affects their um, their trajectory. Salford, though, are still, I mean, they've turned a corner as well. Um, They've not lost since since Wrexham uh, in the league. And they've what have they got? Three wins, two, two draws and a loss, the Wrexham one. Um, drawing with Bar- Barrow. They beat I mean, there's that weird game with crew, which you can't really uh call out as any kind of benchmark. Um, but they're they're certainly looking to to crack on as well. And they're out they're out for the pizza cup. So, you know, laser focused on um on the league, Duh. and they've got the replay with Peterborough on on it's, Tuesday in the FA Cup. It's
2: weird because I'd say this is a big game for Mansfield because they're coming off the back of three defeats in the cup. I know yeah. they said, I know I so. we've been speaking to a couple of Mansfield fans. They've said, "Yeah, we would take a loss in the cup as our first loss of the season." Yeah, but to lose three times on the bounce can have a a, a bit of an impact on momentum. And one of those is yeah. to a League Two. One of those is to a League Two team. We can't yeah. take that away from. The yeah. fact that it was an FA Cup game, it's still a League Two team. I expect them to get beat by by Port Vale. I think they expected to get beat by Port Vale as well. But yeah, Wrexham will be a tough, a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. Who's um, we still we're still on this run of crazy hat tricks being scored in League Two? That that run hasn't still not come to an yeah. end. Yeah. No. Kyle
3: Woodson scored, game, scored four, on four
4: on Saturday. Scored four. four. Unreal. Four? Where's really? The I mean, That's
3: like... the first time you mentioned it all week. Oh, uh, well, it's yeah, but it's nearly time. You see, the thing is, like, with, with you know, anything like this, it feels like a finite time, and Thursday night breakdowns by last chance before it becomes about, I don't know, Jay Young or Ding Tilly or whoever else has scored a hat-trick at the weekend, so. Tilly, are you talking about, oh, Liam's,
2: you talking about Liam's dog scoring a hat-trick?
4: <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna say James Norwood's gonna score an hat trick against East Little home on Saturday at Mount Awards. All right. Good Mickey, Millen's,
3: Mickey
4: Millen's Mickey Mellon's tricky ticks are on the charge. I'm telling you. Where's
2: the, where's the league two hat trick coming from this week? And who is it coming from? Matt Smith. No,
4: another he's Matt Smith one. Out. Another
2: one. No,
4: um,
3: they're
2: not. They're
3: they're not gonna put three past mansfield i don't think that that's got one nil or one goal written all over it by the way if Um, if
4: on sunday if matt smith scores an hat trick and salford meet mansfield can somebody check on me to make sure i put a bet on it please (laughs)
1: um
3: who else it's got it's got to be tans or what hasn't it against swindon
2: do you know what you mentioned, Mike? Someone mentioned, did someone mention Mickey Mellon? Michael Mellon. Could be yeah, Michael a, Mellon. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Mellon. Morecambe are playing Grimsby at Grimsby this week. I oh, know there'll be the mm. sacked manager situation going on here, but um, that could be where it pops up.
3: Yeah, and Morecambe are properly in form, as are Accrington Stanley, who were at Crawley. Mm. Crawley is erratic as anything. So anything could happen mm. there.
2: Crawley on the slippery slope down. I think we Liam said that a while ago. He's just going to see them dropping yeah. down this table. They need to. They need to yeah. fuck up. We're,
4: we're yeah, going to be in January soon, so you know what that means for Crawley's transfer policy. They'll, they'll just head to Twitter and be like, "Which one of these players do you want to sign?" Or
3: they'll just send some more to Gillingham.
2: <laughs> they'll just go out and they'll sign some more YouTubers again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been scouting at the class for creators.
2: Do we? <laughs> do we check? Do we? Do we count as this now? We're on YouTube. Do we can can be a bit signed by Crawley.
4: I mean, um... I mean, stick me as centre half, and I, I can get up at the edges. You see, because my chair goes up and down. So stick me at the back post. I'm solid. I'm telling what, you. We've got me.
2: you have got like an ejector seat button. We can stick you in goals.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I have got so my chair can tilt up and down as well. So. I can get the, the trajectory of a goal line clearance. You know what I mean?
2: Mm.
4: And I'm quicker than most footballers on a football pitch as well. So
2: <laughs> can you just get a speed boost, get the nitrous oxide on, and that's you going. Yeah, I I'm I really just I, I'm just gonna bring a comment up that's come in just to address it. So it's came in by FIFA FC. What's your thoughts on the stuff that's come out in Swindon today? <laughs> Unfortunate, no unfortunately, we are not allowed to comment on any further on the situation that's come out from Swindon today. Other than mm-hmm. the other than the fact that there's a town hall booked, there's a charity boxing event that's been organised as well, and there's just several people that are getting involved in a charity boxing event in a town hall somewhere. I'm not saying it's it's any of us that get involved in a charity boxing event, and I'm, I'm not saying it's any of Swindon that get involved in a charity boxing event, but we're, we're we're looking to get one. We're looking to get one organised, um, that's all that we can and say also, on the situation. The only
4: thing the only thing I would say is I'm I'm taking the fact that an organisation I work for at 24 I've technically been included in Forbes, so I'm I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that as a, a gain in my life. To be fair.
2: Jamie said why not make it, make it why not make it a Royal Rumble over the top rope? I'm, mm-hmm. I mean it's breakdown. We've got the, the WWE side of things, but yeah, just so, Somebody bottom, might have to got,
4: lift me up the top rope, but I'll be in
2: there. We've got we've got a disclaimer going along the bottom. There there is no town hall booked. That is that is a that is a joke. It's a clear Yet. joke. Yet. <laughs>
3: it's a joke. We have no comments. None at all.
2: No, not, not allowed to comment. Cannot comment.
3: <laughs>
4: it's a war games.
2: <laughs> yeah, Charlie Austin. If you're wanting to, if you want to square off, me and Charlie Austin. <laughs> we'll, also, Charlie we, and we'll go to. No,
4: I would pay good money to see that. You know.
3: <laughs> I think Charlie Austin's picking his own fights at the moment. He doesn't. I'm need going down in round six. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's nine o'clock. That went quickly, didn't it? Well, it's actually five past nine
2: but... Dead set of time already. Yeah. Wow. Need to go and have my it. teeth. Yeah. For once I've had um, maintenance.
3: So we'll be back for the 606 on Sunday night at 7 p.m. Um the podcast, a full range of podcasts on Monday night. Um yeah, enjoy your weekend games travel safely if you're traveling behave yourselves do not get into any fight Bites. with opposition fans at all um and if you're a swindon fan and you see me i'm like i'll offer free hugs like i come in peace we'll uh yeah it'll be fine it's all fine
2: don't forget if you've not subscribed to our youtube channel if you're on it go down hit the subscribe button hit the little bell you know what to do Just fucking subscribe. Everyone, we've (laughs) been. Look Sports Media. Good night.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: It's Look Sports Media.